0: Hello and welcome to Word for the Day. This is Father Pete Matthews from St. Patrick's Anglican Church in Lexington, Kentucky. And in today's Word for the Day, we continue our series looking at the church. And we're still thinking about metaphors. And today the metaphor is body. The church is the body of Christ. Now, this is a metaphor um, that kind of is used in two ways in the New Testament. Um, I'm going to talk about the second one mostly, but let me mention the first one. Um, The church is like a body in that it has different functions. So next episode, I'll deep dive into that. That's 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14. Paul says the church is like a body in the same way that a body has all kinds of different parts that have different functions, but it works together to be one body. The church is like that. But in Ephesians 1, and this is where I want to camp today, um, he uses the body metaphor, differently and um, so let me um, d- read it here in um, in Ephesians 1: 22 and 23 Saint Paul writes and he put this is Jesus or the father he put all things under Jesus' feet and gave Jesus as head over all things to the church which is his body the fullness of him who fills all and is in all. So here the metaphor works differently. It's not talking about function, it's talking about ontology or, or the being of the church or what the church is. And so and St. So Paul says, look, if you imagine a body, Jesus is the head and the church is the rest of Jesus. And so there's a sense where the incarnate Christ fills out his incarnation through his union with the church. So the Holy Spirit comes to live in each saint, each Christian, through our baptism. And through our baptism, we are united with Jesus and united to one another. We said that last week. And so Jesus is the head. He's now ascended to heaven. That's the context of chapter 1. He reigns from there. But on earth, he continues to incarnate himself in a sense, not in the full sense that he is God incarnate, but in a sense that he, he enfleshes himself to the world, into the church through the church we are the fullness of jesus we fill out jesus and through us he fills all and is in all that's who we are that's who the church is all the baptized the great body of christ the great church catholic that is what we are now this is not a series on worship so i'm not going to deep dive into this but i will say this that's central to the meaning of Eucharistic worship, that we come together to manifest what we are, the body of Christ, the fullness of him that fills all and is, is in all. And so we receive his presence through the word and the sacraments and we're made to be one body in him. We look at the altar and we see the bread and the wine and we see, especially in the bread, who we are, all the pieces of wheat coming together into one loaf to make us one body in him. And it's not here a description of our different functions. It's a description of our, of our core nature, that who we are is who we are in Christ. But notice it's not primarily who I am in Christ, it's who we are in Christ. It's true that I have an identity in Christ, but that is subservient to my identity in Christ in the church. I'm in Christ with the church. I'm body to his head. I'm a piece of the body to his head. So we as the church present Christ to the world. We manifest Christ to the world. We show Christ to the world. We do it through our worship. We do it through our community and our, the way we love one another as a household, as a family of faith. We do it as we grow in Christ. We do it as we live as pilgrims in the world pointing to Christ. Um, that's another way to talk about mission, where we humbly and graciously love and serve those who don't know Christ, And as God gives the opportunity to invite them to consider Christ, Um, in all that, we are Christ to the world. You've heard the famous prayer of St. Teresa of Avila, Christ has no body now but yours. No hands, no feet on earth but yours. She's riffing off of this text. So if this is true about us, if this is true about the church, and of course each parish is a local expression of this one reality. This isn't just something I experienced in my local parish. This is true about me and all the baptized. Then this really reinforces the idea that um, you, you can't have a relationship with Christ without being part of the church. I mean, yeah, can, can you technically end up in heaven and never go to church? Sure, the guy on the cross beside Jesus did. But that's a reductionistic point. The norm is to follow Christ is to follow Christ in the church. The life of discipleship is life in the church because together we are the body of Christ who makes Christ present in the world. Um, This is so rich. I'd encourage you to open up Ephesians 1 and sit with it and, and really let this whole sweep of the chapter take you to these last two verses because with the backdrop of God's eternal purpose and his eternal goal to unite all things in Christ, What happens is this text shows us how the church, all the baptized, the church are at the very center of God's eternal purpose. So when I live as a disciple by living in the church, through all the different ways I do that, I am living out the very eternal purpose of God. This is the most meaningful thing I do in my life. It's the most far-reaching thing I do in my life. And in doing that, I, along with you and we, in, in weak, broken ways, but in a true way, are Christ to the world. Well, we could say more, but God bless and have a great day.